It was it was insane. I'll never forget that night. I died and went to hell that night. I broke my neck and my back, three different bones, and I cracked my skull wide open. According to the daughter, I should have never been able to speak again for the rest of my life. He said something like the mentality of a small child. Prior to that night, I did not believe in God. So, I'm with some new people. Introduce yourselves real quick to the people. I'm Gabrielle. <laughs> and I'm Austin. We actually are recently married, so. Nice. How long you guys been married? Seven months now. We got married in September. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> About That's that long. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, so the sign on the table says, do you believe in God? And so we talked a little bit about it, but just share your quick, you know, quick belief. Yeah, we just had the park just on a fun day. It was a beautiful weather today, and I saw your sign and decided I wanted to come talk to you about it. Awesome. Yeah. And so you guys believe in God? Yes, we do. I've been a Christian. I mean, both of my parents are Christians. And um, I got saved when I was like five, but I really like didn't take ownership of that. I would say until I was in high school, to make it a more personal decision. So, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. You answered. I was going to ask you that that <laughs> next part too. So you're already good. Yeah. So I actually went to a Christian school. I was like in church three times a day until um, I went off to college. But I never had that relationship. I always like I felt like I knew so much about it when I was younger. I turned away from it. I, it was really, it was really forced down my throat, and not not anything wrong on my parents' part, but at the school I went to, I guess I would say, but it wasn't. I, I felt like it was never my decision. So as soon as I was like of age, I said, no, I don't want any of this, and then, um, I went through addiction for eight years, seven mm. or eight years, and I was in a car accident, and, it, and that night, um, me and my best friend were actually killed in a car accident, and um, I broke my neck and my back. Um, three different bones, and I cracked my skull wide open. And he broke C6. No, no, I broke C6, T3, and T6. He broke C5, and he was paralyzed from the shoulders down. What? So, so, so wait, wait. Did you say you you died? Yes, I so I believe I died and went to hell that night. Wow. So share it that was, experience. If you it was it was insane. I'll never forget that night. So he didn't have the same experience. He said he he wasn't sure. He said, maybe we died, maybe we didn't, but he didn't have the same experience of hell as I did. Wow. So we were both in a coma for three days, and we woke up at the same time on the third afternoon. Wait, 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 hold on. So y'all get in a car accident. Yeah. Y'all both go in a coma. Yeah. Y'all both, <laughs> y'all both up, wake up, up wake out of a coma on other. the same day. Three days later. Within 10 minutes of each other. Yep. The doctor, the doctor wow. was not a the doctor was not a religious man, and he said what happened to us that week was a miracle. Wow! So we woke up at the same time, and Vance he picks his head up and he looks at the doctor and he says, "I'm paralyzed, aren't I?" And the doctor said, "You're paralyzed from the shoulders down. You'll never be able to walk again." Because I guess because of such a traumatic incident, they wanted to go ahead and give him the news straight up. He was smart enough to have figured it out. When my body came out of the coma. I couldn't walk, talk, or feed myself. I didn't recognize anybody in my family. I was a, in a vegetative state for two weeks. At, at two weeks later, 14, 14 days later, I picked my head up, and I looked around, and I said, where am I? And the nurse started freaking out, and she called the doctor. Because you weren't supposed to be able to do that. I wouldn't Is that why she freaked out? The doctor, according to the doctor, I should have never been able to speak again for the rest of my life. He said something like the mentality of a small child. Wow. So... My brain was, I damaged my occipital lobe severely. I damaged my frontal lobe partially. And my brain was flooded with blood. They had to crack my, they said if my skull hadn't cracked open, 
It would have it would have killed me for sure. The pressure on my been brain. So inflamed. Wow. But they had to staple my head back together. Seventeen staples, and. The doctor said it was a miracle. He was not a religious man. I talked to him six months later. He said it should never, should never have recovered that way. Wow. So when I was in that hospital wow. bed, I remember the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit coming to me and said, I saved you. It was not prior to that night. I did not believe in God. I had done a lot of research. I would consider myself at this point a New Age Buddhist at that point. Wow. I believed in I believe all, all, all ways would get you to heaven, basically. Mm. That, you know, there wasn't a wrong way. Jesus was right, sure. Allah was right, sure. You know, whichever whichever way worked for you. Wow. So that day, Jesus revealed himself to me. In fact, it happened when I was unconscious still. For three days, you know, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present Good. with the Lord. And I believe for those three days, I was in God's hands. Well, so so it's a little, just a little turn in the story. We were, we were... We were dead in the car for a minute or two before the emergency squad got there. We actually were dead. And that, I believe that's when we went to hell. Wow. And I remember Jesus pulling me out of hell. So when we when the when the EMS got us there, they said we both passed out again on the way to the hospital. Oh. That's when we lapsed into our comas. Wow. So the coma, I wasn't in hell. I was with God. But for those couple of minutes, I believe I was in hell and it felt like an eternity. So to wrap oh. it all up. To wrap it all up, it took me two years to recover. Over the two years, I learned how to walk again, talk again. I learned how to read again. It took a long time. Very, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't care for myself for a full two years. And throughout that time, I just continued to grow closer to God and read the Bible. And I, from a very, very immature Christian standpoint, I just learned the basics of it. And all the Bible verses I learned when I was younger came back to mind. Isaiah 53 is a good one that especially came to mind. Mm. But I memorized all these passages in fifth and sixth grade that I never would remember without the power of the Holy Spirit. And when that, when wow. that change happened, they all came back to mind, and it really helped me through that period. Wow. So there's a lot right there. Yeah, so, it's a whole lot. How old were you when this happened? 19 how years old. how long ago was this? 19. It happened in 2013. I'm 28 now. Okay. So it's been almost 10 years. Next year will be 10 years, January 25th. Wow. And so at the time, you, you were you driving, your friend? I was in the back seat. He was in the passenger seat, and there was a girl driving, and neither of us had our seatbelts on. Got you. Yep. Okay. So we went into the windshield. He went into the windshield, and then I went right behind him. So you didn't really, really, really wake up? Like, I mean, you had some moments of consciousness, but was the it first was time? It was about 14, 15 days. Wow. Yep. And so at that point, you couldn't really move at all. So so that was the first time I had moved my body under my own power. The nurse helped me out of bed, and I stood up, and I took two steps forward, and I picked my head up, and I looked around, and it snapped. Wow. It was like the Holy Spirit just like gave me the power. And I looked around, and I said, where am I? And I got back to the room, and I didn't recognize anybody in the room except my dad and my mom. Meanwhile, my whole family's there, my brother, sister, grandma. Wow. Everybody's there. I looked around, and I looked at my dad. And I said, where am I? And he said, you don't remember what happened? And I, I said, I have no idea what's going on. Wow. Yeah. So is your friend still paralyzed? He, so when it happened, he was a quadriplegic. He has regained his muscles in his back of his arm, and he's now a tetraplegic. Okay. Not quite as bad, but I think the point of that is the doctor said he would never recover at all. Yeah. Now he can use his cell phone and he can type on his computer. He actually finished two degrees since that happened. Oh, wow. Praise God. Yep, for sure. That's, that's great. So do you believe 
Dude, I'm, t- I'm like, dude, even the three days is like, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, the doctors, they weren't believers. Um, but I feel like after you experience something like that, something in you has to be like, especially as a doctor. I can't imagine. I haven't spoken to that doctor since then. So it's been eight, nine years. But um, I can't imagine. But But the thing is, I'm sure he sees stuff like that every day. And, you know. At some point, as a believer now, I believe um, you can have a reprobate mind. Mm. And I believe after you see enough miracles, you can completely block yourself. The Bible talks about that. Mm. I wouldn't believe it otherwise because I know that Jesus is all merciful. But I believe at some point you can say no enough that God, you're, you won't have any more opportunities. Yeah. I would love to I would love to, to find that doctor. Yeah. And, and get you might his, go back one day. Yeah. I would definitely encourage you to find him and, and ask him, like, what was the experience like on your end? Yeah, like, yeah. what did that do? Did that build any faith in you? Did it not? Do you are you a believer now? Because um, I do believe that. I don't believe God caused that accident. But oh, the Bible says not. that He allowed it, but yeah, He didn't cause it. But the Bible says that God works all things for the good of those that love Him, and so I believe even in that accident, like He used that to build faith. And who knows? I mean, you probably don't even know all of the people medical people involved, um, police officers, uh, ambulance, people that saw that and that possibly that seed of faith yep. um, just from it, that accident was It, was it caused a small, small revival in my hometown. There was a lot of people. Wow. I mean, when I, when I woke up in the hospital room, the walls were aligned with cars from people I'd never met that said they were praying for us. Wow. And I believe if those people hadn't prayed for us, we wouldn't have recovered the way we did. And, you know, the Bible wow. says a righteous man, uh, the prayer of a righteous man is effective. much, yeah. And I believe those those people praying for us made all the difference, especially my parents. My brother and my sister both got saved on account of my disbelief. Wow. You know, they said that seeing me go from addict, <laughs> I'll graduate in May with a degree in, in counseling. I want to do substance abuse counseling. And my brother and my sister, both younger than me, said that they got saved seeing through what I went through. Wow. Just just experiencing that. So that really made a big impact on me to see them change their hearts. Wow. Yeah. That's that's like that's such a great example of that scripture. God works all things for the good. Like yeah, definitely. an accident that near near death, um your lowest point is like God still used it to bring others to salvation. Yeah. Like he can he can really do anything he can really make good out of any situation um oh that's amazing so you didn't know him at this time no okay that's crazy no i didn't he's (laughs) he's five years older than me so okay um and also he grew up like three hours away from me so (laughs) got you okay um we met like four years after that happened and you said you were um starting to practice buddhism what was I, it? Well, well, I would consider what I believed at the time would have been New Age Buddhism. Okay. So we were, me and my friend, so in the in the midst of the drug use, we were looking for answers. We were very religious kids, but we weren't um, obviously going down the right path. Yeah. And having been raised in a Christian home, I would smoke weed all the time, and I would, you know, just experience the high, and I was like, yeah, this is what it's all about. And it really, really led me down a rabbit hole. And then combined with other drugs that I won't mention, it just like really... I felt like I was going in the right direction when it was the opposite. Yeah. So I was like, 
he and I used to do these drugs, and we would have these really deep conversations, and we thought we were, like, unlocking stuff, and we were just mis mis misleading ourselves even further. Mm. It was really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Because, like, when you're on those drugs, you do see things, and your mind is fooled into believing what you're experiencing is real. Yeah. And it was, like, far from it. That's so good to hear on that side, though, like, you on this side of it, because some people yeah. watching this, I, I, I believe, are going through that now where they're searching for God in a way that's not actually looking for him where he's at yeah. um but it's like you can be fooled you can easily be manipulated easily. to the point where you actually believe that i'm finding god through this stuff i'm finding god through these highs of you know and, and through all this drug yeah. use uh but man that's so good to hear like i just i appreciate you just sharing your testimony because somebody needs to hear that and like Definitely. i'm believing that somebody's faith has grown and increased um, and even started for some people, like people that are just kind of skeptical. Um, and so, man, that's super encouraging. I had myself convinced I would go to the Bible and I would find these verses that I would twist to fit the agenda that mm. weed is okay. Because, you know, it, it, it says all things are lawful. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there it is, mama. All you can't say nothing. Yeah. And then Gen in Genesis, it says. Everything God gave man dominion over everything. The mm. trees with all the trees with seeds. And I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> you can't trees, tell me nothing, yeah. Dad. Yeah. And I was God. so full. I was so wrong about all that. Wow. I appreciate even your humility in sharing that. Because yeah. some people, even if that was their experience, they wouldn't share it in the totality. Yeah. And so they would kind of give little bits and pieces and mm -hmm. make try to save their self-image. But I appreciate your humility because um, it really brings faith. Like, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Right. And so I appreciate you sharing that. And so for you, someone <laughs> mentioned worship. Yeah. Are you a worship leader? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> long story. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I started singing when I was a kid. And you know how parents are. They want you to follow through on that. They want you to like be on American Idol or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, I just kind of like ran away from that. And then in middle school and in the beginning of high school, I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I was really convinced that that was my career path. And then I went through a couple of really difficult scenarios. Um, my cousin, who was 15, passed away very unexpectedly. Mm. And it was very traumatic for my entire family went through a really hard breakup and then after both of those things happened I experienced like such deep depression that I like had terrible dreams in the middle of the night I had to sleep with my parents it was like awful and I just like really saw no way out of that and the only thing that helped me was worship music to really grow closer back back in my relationship with the Lord and to really rediscover who he was to me. And wow. like I said earlier, not to my parents for their relationship with him. So um, kind of through that, God was like, yeah, I want you wow. to do that and to help people experience the healing that you've experienced through worship. Um, so I was like on worship teams and doing competitions and volunteering and doing all this stuff. Um, and then I went to Liberty and I studied worship music and um, was on worship teams and stuff. And then I, that's why I moved to Charlotte because I uh, was doing a worship residency here. Oh, nice. And um, 
unfortunately, I I was transparent with the leadership at that church, and I told them something that I was struggling with. And instead of like helping me and supporting me, um, they punished me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really unfortunate because I would never wish that upon someone. And it's really hard to be a woman in church ministry. Yeah. Um, there are so many double standards, and there needs to be a safe space for people to be vulnerable and share sin struggles that they're going through. You shouldn't have to hide that. Yeah. And because if you do hide it, it's going to come out years later and your career is going to be ruined and your relationship with the Lord is going to be ruined because um, you allowed that to corrode your life. Um, So anyways, I'm taking a break from that right now. Yeah. But I do know that that's what the Lord has for me eventually. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a unfortunate common thing. Uh, I don't want to say within the church. Uh, sorry about all the background noise, people. <laughs> um, I don't want to say about within the church, but I'll say from the people of the church because I want to separate yeah. the people from yeah. the bride of Christ. Um, yeah, I agree with you. But it is it is unfortunate that it's like happy birthday <laughs> to whoever you are, um, day to whoever you are. All right, sorry. I'm gonna try to focus. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, Yeah. Happy oh my birthday gosh. <laughs> I think somebody's part of joint. I would just wait till they're done because there's no way I could talk through it. I can't even think sometimes. That's been the hardest part about doing this is yeah. like concentrating. Because yeah. I'm such like a, I'm so sensitive to Especially atmosphere. Especially at the park on a beautiful day. Yeah. I'm like, it's so hard. Like, all every little thing that happens, it's just like, I see this person bouncing the ball, that person riding a scooter. It's like, it's so yeah. much. Trying to make sure I'm surrounded. You know, right? so, um, Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> people the, of the church. People of the church um, don't always handle when people fall short. And so, yeah. a lot of times, this is like, we'll just get rid of you or we'll... Um, unfortunately, sometimes people are just condemned. That's how a lot of people get church hurt. It's not, right. it's not church. It should really be called church people hurt because <laughs> no. yeah. church doesn't, church doesn't hurt people. Right. People yeah. are the people I hurt agree. people. Um, that, that's unfortunate. But yeah. I, I, again, God works all things for the yeah. good. And so I believe she do has the same a better job with a better schedule now, and she's actually working at Elevation. So oh, dope. Already, just a couple of months later, God's already worked it out better for her. That's and so I awesome. see how happier she is. And without that stress, you know, it was a pretty big church and they have like so much stress. I never realized just in the worship crew. Mm. So like, I'm happy for it. And yeah. I know that God's going to put her in that position again when she's ready. Yeah. Well, not even that, but I think like just a good like tidbit <laughs> would <Yeah>. be <laughs> that it was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever been through and very traumatizing. But just having time and space away from it, you realize that you are being protected. And I know that that sounds super cliche, but there's just so much that you don't see that you don't know because you're not God. Yeah. And ultimately, like, you don't know what God's plan is down the road, not just, like, because we're so short-sighted. We're yeah. thinking, like, well, what, if, what am I going to be doing in six months? Like, this isn't fair. <laughs> right. But... 
ultimately it has been the best thing and I know that there is good fruit coming from it and that God was right to remove me from that. 100%. So, that's dope. That's yeah. I mean, it's great that you even can see it because that really requires trust. Um, trust in God and faith in God to yeah. know that I say this thing that if I am in the will of God, if my heart is postured to do his will and to do what he wants me to do, yeah. and my life reflects that, wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so whatever, come what may, God's God. Yeah. He's <laughs> all powerful. He can move anything. And there's no circumstance that's greater than him. Yeah. And so I definitely encourage you to That's just continue true. keeping that posture. Um, yeah. And even if you feel led to just find different ways to worship and to mm -hmm. share worship, whether it be on Instagram or yeah. at a park with a speaker and a mic or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whatever God leads you to do, um, continue to just use your voice for his yeah. glory. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank Romans, you. Romans 12 says... I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable yeah, to God, which is your spiritual worship. Yeah. So, like, just like that, that act of submission to God is our worship, like you're saying, in different mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. Besides just singing, you know, just like, I used to really right. struggle with, like, wearing a hat to work. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me wear hats. It's against the rules. But, like, uh, you know, whatever you do, you know, do all to the glory of God. So, like, you know. It's just another thing, you know, you just have to listen to, the, you know, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just living life the best you can to please God. To please God. All for his glory. Yeah. One question I thought of um, just now, you, when you were in an accident and you woke up like 14 days later around, what memory did you have? I know you said you had like the script, you had memories of the scriptures that you had read before. Is that what you were saying? Um, you're talking about the night of the accident? Or are you talking about in general? Like or just in up. general, like after you, like when everything was all, and when you woke up, like, for good. So when I first woke up, I didn't have any memories in my head. They all came back one at a time. Like, oh. my brain was so messed up at that point. I could only have one thought in my brain at a time. Like, like now I can sit at the house and do work on my computer and watch TV and talk to Gabrielle all at the same time. Yeah. But at the time, I couldn't do anything except what I was doing. Like, the first thing I did when I woke up was I went and got in the shower and saved my face. And it was, like, a very one-track thing. It was wow. just, like, so slow. And so, like, I got in the shower and talked to my dad, and we had a conversation about something. And, like, conversation by conversation, my memories would come back. Uh, it took a long time. It was two years later, somebody would bring up, like, something um, like Ultimate Frisbee, and all of my memories from Ultimate Frisbee would come back. It was, like, a very slow process. Wow. I, I was re-remembering things for years after it happened. Wow. And then what was it that you said about specifically about scriptures or the word? It's hard to explain. Like, I remember almost instantly the word re returned to me. I just, I went to a Christian school and I had a Bible class and we had to learn Bible verses every week. Mm -hmm. All of those verses I memorized when I was 11 and 12 years old came back to me at that time <laughs> nine, seven years later so <laughs> that's it was crazy like, it was insane that's I still, crazy 10 years after a brain injury i can still remember all those bible verses that i learned i 
I don't I don't have a good memory at all, do I? I have a terrible memory. Absolutely terrible. I remember all the Bible verses I've ever learned, and that itself was a miracle to me. Wow. That just how powerful the Holy Spirit is. It is a miracle. That's why I wanted because I you kind of you said it, and I was like, but I wanted to right. come back to that because I I mean that's right. that's a that's a miracle in itself yeah, that yeah. like of all the things that you could have forgotten, like that came back to you. That's that's dope. Isaiah 53, I learned, I had to memorize the first passage in sixth grade. I haven't studied that passage since, but I can sit here and quote it almost word for word. Wow. Yeah. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And whom has the arm, arm of the Lord been revealed? Look at it later. That's how it starts. And it's crazy. I'm really long with you. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still right. remember it, and I haven't Fact studied check. it since. Right. No, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's dope. You guys have anything? Um, Anything else you would like to share or, like, any questions for me? Or yeah, anything? yeah. How long have you been a believer? So I got saved when I was around 14, but I didn't really have, like, true, like, I wasn't really pursuing Christ, act, like, actively. Um, yeah. Kind of had a similar to you. I think you said um, until high school or something. Mm-hmm. Mine was college, like, my sophomore year. My yeah. first year, I didn't really do church. I was, like, I grew up in church, and I was, like, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Second year, I met. A community of believers and we all just had fellowships um i always say like it, it resembled that of acts chapter two um where it talks about that they all um broke bread they lived together they um put their money together they gave mm-hmm. like they they literally just did life together um and so through that it really encouraged me rekindled my faith yeah. um and from there that's when i really began to actually actively pursue christ and so you know just like anybody else highs and lows ups and downs um but now i i just use really social media to do podcasting instagram stuff like that to just try to spread the gospel in my own way man yeah that's awesome man yeah any other questions really cool appreciate it avenue to share that yeah i i like this so even like this whole thing has been dope just to meet people like you like yeah. i would never have, have you, just come across you have you met a lot of unbelievers yes um so i've only this is only my third day out here but um I've, i have met a good amount of unbelievers but even more um even more sad or and even more scary is i've met a lot of people that think that they're saved oh, yeah, that's and they're cool. not I always say it's a lot easier to convince somebody that's not saved that they need to be saved than somebody that thinks they're saved. Yeah, because I'm like, man, I start asking people, like, how do you make it to heaven? And like, you know, do good or pray. Mm. And every time I hear that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation, but I'm, yeah. I, I get sad, and especially at a public place like this with all these people right. like how many people are walking around thinking like oh yeah if i die right now i'm gonna i'm gonna go to heaven right. and they're not yeah. um and it's not even like it's not even that they reject christ they believe in jesus they just right. haven't confessed that he's their lord and savior right. and that's that's more sad than the unbeliever honestly because it's just yeah, like definitely. they've chosen not to believe that's on you yeah you think that you're a believer and you're not um yeah. It's, but it, but it's also been encouraging to keep coming out here, keep talking to people, um, yeah. and just let God do the rest. Yeah, this is inspirational. This is probably a really good way. Like, 
you'll meet more people way out here than you can influence on the internet. Oh yeah, it's almost impossible to influence somebody or the truth of the gospel online. Yeah, but when you're sitting here across from a face to face, you can actually make a difference or at least plant a seed. Yeah, and like on the internet, on the internet, I think it's good for honestly. On the internet, I just encourage other believers. Yeah. Versus here, right, right. I get to help people believe. Because um, everybody, if you follow me, most likely you're a believer because that's what right. I post about. Right. right. And so it's not that many people that follow me that are like, I don't believe it, you know, because why right. would you, you know. So right. um, it's been super good. It's been encouraging. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate you, man. Your, your testimony is great. Yeah, man. Um, your testimony is great as well. I, I think sometimes we do look at people that have a more dramatic testimony or like, oh, yeah, yeah. your testimony is powerful. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, your testimony is cool. <laughs> but it's like, because I felt like that for a while. I was like, I don't have a traumatic story, yep. nothing. I didn't go through a lot of abuse or bad things happening. Right. I just, but that's my story. That's my testimony. And I think that's just like a lie that the church promoted for a long time too. Like, yeah. ha like no offense, but like a lot of people can relate to what he's been through and a lot of people can't. And More for, people can relate like, to what you've been through. And it would be right. like, you know, bringing in these speakers who have had these dramatic testimonies and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I can never share my testimony until I've been through something life altering. Yeah. And like, and I have in a way, but like not to the same extent. But I feel like that was just a lie that has been perpetrated in the last, I don't know, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Even by the enemy to get us to, like, not share our story. And it doesn't mean that just because I didn't have a car accident that, like, your right. story or my story is not valuable and that other people won't be impacted by it. Yeah. And even, like, even when I said it, like, I've, I, felt, I felt the error of how I said it even as I was doing it. I was like... Your testimony is great. Like yours is as well. <laughs> but like, <I'm> <laughs> even in doing that, I was just like, your testimonies aren't any better right. than anyone. Um, right. And so I think it's a human it's a human thing to do. Yeah, like definitely. we think of like things that are dramatic. Yeah. And we consider those to be more um, impactful or powerful. I agree. Um, it's, it's like I'm lucky to be alive. I, I overdosed and I was in a car accident. But we're all lucky to be alive. We're, yeah, all, yeah. we're all equally lucky to have God's grace. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. what I've been through was crazy, but it really just shows how dumb I was. <laughs> not, not, oh. I didn't yeah. like, you know, I imposed it upon myself entirely. Nobody made me get in that car. Yeah. Nobody made me do those drugs. So it was just like, like I went through a lot, but I did it to myself. That it wasn't like... Sense. Like a skyscraper didn't hit, you know, didn't fall on me. I was just like, yeah, it <laughs> I just like did a lot of stupid stuff. To me, I, I was, the, yeah, yeah, right. That's a good perspective. I, and I also think a lot of the times we feel like it's not impactful to share that we have been walking with the Lord mm -hmm. for however amount of time. If we're not like a recently new believer, if that makes sense. Like, yep. again, it's not like this life altering thing, and we have just been walking with him for a while and i feel like it's tempting to be like well that's boring so i'm not going to share that <laughs> right yeah and that, and that's that's something that we have to kind of wrestle with internally yeah um and then just like even correct like even like moment to moment like how i just did and i was just like wait that yeah. that's not that's not yeah. right that you know um i agree <laughs> but it's you know we're flawed that's why we need Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so grateful. Um, 
But yeah, appreciate y'all. Y'all have any any other things? I was thinking of something, and now I lost it, so I think I'm going to close, but I appreciate it. The memory you, thing. Yeah, I have a terrible memory, man, but I, I can nah, remember. Now, we're going to believe that you have a great memory. <laughs> As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Okay, so okay, we're going to say. Right. My memory's going to get better. God's going to work on your memory. Oh, I do know, I do have a friend, though, who did struggle with, like, memory. Not, like, seriously to the point of, like, anything, you know. But um, she did describe, like, I always forget things, I always forget things. And she would pray, um... And she said, like, over time, like, she would watch Holy Spirit begin to help her with her memory. Yeah. Um, and so if God can do what he did for you, yeah. giving you a boost in memory is nothing. He can, <laughs> I agree. He can like <laughs> that, so. If I did have to say one more thing, it would just be to anybody out there struggling with addiction, or even if you're just a young kid, just started smoking pot for the first time, <laughs> mm-hmm. please stop. Please. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up and I looked back on the last few years of my life at 19 and I realized I had wasted so much time. Mm. So many days I could not remember. And then after being sober for a year or two, I looked back and I was like, wow, how much of my life is just gone because of the substances? And it wasn't just pot. I was on a lot of pills and all, all sorts of substances. But it was all a waste. Even my very best high, my very best trip is not compared to one day clean and in God's kingdom. Wow. It's just like facts. <laughs> being a Christian Drops is Mike. like a high. Like <laughs> being obedient every day is like a high. It's like so much better than yeah. a few hours of a, a drug high. It's so, it's crazy to think about now like where I could have been, but I know I'm right where I where God would, would have me be at this point. But it's still like how many more people could I have helped? Yeah. And how much how much faster could my family have come to salvation? How many more people could have they helped? It's a chain reaction, like mm. My family was hurting for so long because of the situation I was in. And think about how many addicts are in America today in that same situation. Mm. Imposing all that hurt on all the family members. It's exponential how many people, how many more people could be helped if there were so many less addicts. Wow. I I appreciate that. I believe that somebody's going to watch this, hear it, and God's speaking through you to them. So. Appreciate you guys coming on, sharing your testimony. Um, And hopefully I'll see you guys again. For sure. Probably. (laughs) For sure.